0: All right, here we are. You found the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and I'm glad you're here listening. You can catch back episodes by searching on SoundCloud, Jillian Pelkey, or on iTunes. There is also a link, if you're finding this on Facebook, to sign up to receive a weekly email or whenever the podcast is produced, you'll get an email uh, with the link in there. So sign up for that if you see that link uh, there on Facebook or another social media platform. Uh, Let's pray and let's really get into the presence of God and let's, uh, let's dive into the word together. Let's bow our hearts. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this day, Lord, and all that you have orchestrated for uh, this message to come together. But God, also, I just want to thank you for uh, the people who are listening, God, and and those that you've brought. And I pray, God, that we would hear your voice, that we wouldn't just um, put away some knowledge or or, uh, gain quippy sayings. But God, I pray that we would truly just hear from you today, that we would hear a message from you, whatever it is you're trying to speak to us. God, I thank you for your word. That is just, it's it. It's powerful, God. It changes us from the inside out. And Lord, I pray that today we would we would grab hold of it. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm thirty seven four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Let's take a look at that verse and put a little bit more in context. We're in a Psalm of David in Psalm thirty seven. And before it says that, because that's the verse that we cling to. That's a verse that I'm clinging to right now. But uh, let's put that in context because um, we'll read 1 through 7. It says, don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. We could stop right there and rest there for a while. Because it's really easy to look at uh, others who are living uh, carelessly, living any way they want to, living in sin. And we can envy them. But this verse is reminding us: Don't envy them, because you know what their their ending is. And though it may look like fun for a season, sin always ends in death. Sin always ends uh, the wrong way. And the building blocks that we're building up today in righteousness will take root and go down deep, and will save us in the long run, and will save us in situations. So, uh, verse one says: Don't end, don't worry. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. Here it is, for like grass, they soon fade. Like springtime flowers, they soon wither. But what we do in righteousness will last forever. Then verse 3 says, instead of doing that, instead of looking at other people and looking about what they're doing, worrying about them and judging them and wishing we were them, instead, trust in the Lord and do good. And then you will live in safety in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence as clear as the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And so when we put the delight yourself in the Lord verse in there, it's coupled between being jealous uh, of evil people. And it says, instead, focus yourself on the Lord. Instead, find delight in the Lord. The Lord spoke to me a few uh, weeks ago and reminded me uh, this. He said, uh, you're my namesake, Jillian. I've put my spirit inside of you. I'm His. I belong to Him. What's inside of me is His. The Spirit that's within me is the Holy Spirit. And so I have this it, this kind of like mandated adventure to go on with God because I'm his. I look for his direction and his moving and all the things that I have are are from his direction. And when I take direction from the Lord, I'm trusting in him. When I look around to see what others are doing and just do what they're doing, I'm taking direction from them, taking cues from them. And I should be tr- taking cues from the Lord to delight myself in the Lord is to uh pour myself into the lord to listen to the lord to be with him and to let him give me the building blocks of where to go or where not to go what to do and what not to do to delight myself in the lord is to spend time with him delight yourself in the lord in the middle of chaos and i love in this verse how it says to be still in the presence of the lord in the middle of chaos to find delight. Is only in the presence of the Lord. It's in those dark and hard moments where we get alone with God. the The weight on our shoulder lifts. The mood changes. The hardship lessens. And so. Um, in the middle of other people's issues we we go we run away we find that quiet secret place that closet to be in with the lord and we pray and we find delight in the lord we delight ourselves in the lord we uh, we we bow our knee to him who's in charge and we trust that he's going to take care of it all that uh, the wickedness will be gone like like the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow will wither like the grass that doesn't last The word delight <laughs> reminds me of, of, of a fancy womanly tea party. Delight is, for me, it reminds me of that whimsical, uh, joyful, like over the top kind of thing. And some other words for delight uh, are full of light, not heavy, it, it exudes hope, security, it's, it's that whimsical, it's abundant, it's that like extra stuff. It's got security. When you're doing something delightful, there's a security in it because you can't do delightful things if you don't feel secure. You look at periods of history and you look at like the Renaissance. They made art and had inventions because there was peace and they weren't at war. In wartime, they were fighting. But in times of delight, they could create and they could be light and they could begin to think uh, uh, creatively and, and explore who they were and what God created them to be instead of just worrying about their own safety. So there's this security in being delighted. There's an abundance. There's more than we expected. Have you ever left somewhere and said, oh, that was delightful we don't usually go into things saying oh i hope this will be delightful we go and say this will this will be nice and you come away saying oh the details oh the delight that we found there it's surprising over the top it's lovely it's a, a smiling effortlessly kind of thing it's it's a gift something delightful is a gift it's kind When we find a place where we can delight in the Lord, we find more than we need. We find that abundance. We find that tea party of, I didn't expect this to be so delightful. But God's presence can bring delight. God's presence can bring a freshness. God's presence could make us feel terrifically alive. God's presence can bring us back to who we were created to be and what we were meant to do. And it lessens the noise of the world. It, it brings light into very dark moments of our soul. And I think to find delight in the Lord is to be away from it all and be alone with Him so He can speak over us. Delight is a wide open space. Delight reminds us that heaven is open to us. Delight reminds us. Delight surprises us. Delight yourself in the Lord. Be still and alone with the Lord. We're going to jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Um, And this is uh, Paul, the apostle, writing to the Corinthian church. And there's a thing here at the end where he talks to the Corinthians about finding a wide open space. And I really believe that that's a word from the Lord to me. It's actually part of this verse is, is written on a paper in my closet. Because when I got it, I didn't want to forget it. And I didn't want it to be in with other papers. And so I taped it on the side of my closet so I would see it uh, every day. And taking this this verse, is, it's so beautiful. Let's, let's start. We're going to read 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, in the message version, and then we'll go back and read it in the New Living a little bit. But, But zone in here for a minute. Listen to these words. This is Paul writing to the church, and he says, Companions, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. Again, we're in 2 Corinthians 6. Don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. When we say, terrifically alive, a marvelous life, that sounds uh, like a quip. Sounds like a little saying. (laughs) The reality of my day-to-day sometimes is not marvelous or terrific. So how is it Paul's saying, don't squander one bit? Of this. I remember being somewhere um, after preaching and someone came up to me and said, you possibly couldn't understand what I'm going through because you've never faced any hardships like I have. I've faced so many hardships. And she began to tell me some real deep hardships, some real things. And I wanted to uh, come back and and trump her hardships with my hardships being even worse. and Be like, yeah, that's bad. I I agree that's bad, but, but listen to my story, it's even worse. And the Lord just held me back and said, this is not a a battle off to see who's had it off worse. But I could confidently say to this person, I've been right there and worse. And I understand we can be victorious. This is what Paul is saying, that you uh, have a marvelous life before you we can be victorious in the middle we can find delight in the middle of the darkness we can find delight because we get away from jesus so i'm getting way away from the second Corinthians. let's go back there Uh, we're going to start again companions as we are in this work with you we beg you please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that god has given us god reminds us i heard your call in the nick of time the day you needed me i was there to help Well, now is the right time to listen, the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work by showing up late, throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. People are watching us as we stay at our post alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beaten up, jailed and mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, in gentleness, holiness and honest love, when we're telling the truth and when God's showing us his power, when we're doing our best, setting things right, when we're praised and when we're blamed, slandered and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world but recognized by God, terrifically alive, though rumored to be dead, beaten within an inch of our lives but refusing to die, immersed in tears, yet always filled with deep joy, living on handouts yet enriching many, having nothing, having it all, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great deal of affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Wow. So let's back up here to this part where uh, he's he's talking about immersed in tears yet always filled with deep joy. Immersed in tears yet always filled with deep joy. This is the crossroads. This is the decision. Am I going to delight myself in the Lord when I'm upset, when I'm ruined, when I'm a mess, when I can't stop crying, when things have crumbled, when things are hard from the outside or from within? I need to find a place with God. We have a choice to get away, to be still, like Psalm 37 said, to to be in that alone place with God, to hear His voice and to find that delight whimsical delight is available through tears yet we're joyful through hard situations yet we're joyful and I love and this is the part that's that's written in my closet I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life we didn't fence you in the smallness you feel comes from within you your lives aren't small but you're living them in a small way Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. We trap ourselves in sorrow. We trap ourselves in jealousy. We trap ourselves in excuses. Do you hear what Paul and his colleagues were going through? They're beaten, thrown in jail. They're hungry. They go without. They have nothing. But yet they have everything because their delight is found in the presence of Jesus. And so no matter what you're going through no matter what deep sorrow is crushing you go away with jesus find the tea party with jesus find the delight find the still water find the rest for your soul find the thing that you need you don't have to live a small life no matter how hard your life is when you put it before god he'll show you the way out he'll show you the way to go he can bring joy in the midst of tears. When we look at the, the people in the Bible, the accounts of David and Abraham, Ruth, we look at these people and we think, wow, what heroes of the faith. We go to Hebrews uh, and when we look at the, the chapter on the heroes of faith. Each one of them went through devastating moments. They found their delight in the Lord. When the things got hard, they ran to the Lord. They confessed their sin. They openly cried out to God, Look what I've done, God. I need you to save me. And God did. And they found delight in the Lord more than they ever expected. David went to the Lord when he slept with with Bathsheba, and he wasn't supposed to. And he, uh, he was in the depth of sorrow. But he confessed himself to the Lord. He laid himself bare before the Lord. Abraham uh, was told by God to do great things. And he did great things. And and then he lied. And then he didn't go where he was supposed to. And then he lied again. And yet he's, he's the father of the faith because he laid openly before the Lord. We need to lay openly before the Lord, not being jealous of those around us, but delighting ourselves in the Lord, knowing that we're his namesake, that he's not going to turn his back on us, nor is he going to turn a deaf ear when we call to him for help. When we call to him for help, he is there. He is closer. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I was going through something the other day and I called my brother, my actual brother. And he didn't answer and he has the worst voicemail in the world because his voicemail says, "Uh, hi, you've reached Jim. And it sounds like it's actually him talking and he gives a long enough pause where you think he actually answered the phone. He's like, this is my voicemail. And so he gets me almost every time, but I called my brother and he didn't answer. And, And it reminds me that I call God and I never get a voicemail. I never call out to God and he's unavailable. I never have to feel alone. Do you hear that? You never are alone. It's calling out to God. Say, God, I need you right now. God, will you give me the direction I'm supposed to go? This is impossible. This is tumultuous. This is heart-wrenching. And if you're still, like we, we find in Psalm 37, where it's in verse 7, says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. I would bring that even to righteous people. Don't fret about what righteous people are doing. Because we, we find uh, in, in throughout the, the Gospels, but in Luke, I think it's chapter 6, where it's talking about not judging we don't need to stand and worry about everybody else. What we need to do is go get alone with God. Delight ourselves in the Lord. Find ourselves at that, that moment with the Lord, even through tears like Paul says in Corinthians. Um, but at almost you find this place of of peace that it passes understanding, worldly understanding. You can't comprehend how you can find peace in a storm. It's like Jesus sleeping on the bottom of the boat. We find a place of rest for our souls in the presence of God. We can find delight. And when we delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. What I find is, while well, I'm delighting myself in the Lord, he, he tends to change my heart to be more like His. The things, the direction that I thought I needed to go, He switches it. And I find a wide, open space I find a space I never expected. I find a space that that uh, other people will look at me and they'll be so, so envious. And they say, oh, how could you find this wide open space? It's through tears brought to the Lord. It's through the Lord's leading and guiding that he brings us to the wide open space. 2 Corinthians 6 again says, your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Because you're trying to figure it out by yourself. You're trying to find your own direction because of your own sorrow and your own mistakes. But the Lord says, come and lay it all bare before me. Let me direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your way. Acknowledge him and he will shine the flashlight on where to go, what to do, who to apologize to. And most every single time I've ever prayed, the Lord has changed me and not the other person. Open up your lives and live expansively. The Lord is close to us. He is not far away. He is with us. He is leading us and he's guiding us. I want to read Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear, even if earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of God, the sacred home of the Most High. God himself lives in that city. It cannot be destroyed. God will protect it at the break of day. The nations are in an uproar and kingdoms crumble. God thunders and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world and causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear in two. He burns the shields with fire. Be silent and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord Almighty is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Our God is here with us. Our God says, delight yourself in me. Find that that time to be alone with me no matter what you're going through you're not alone and if God is the God of nations if He is the God who can change world powers if he's the God of the weather who can make hailstorms and earthquakes he is also the God of your personal life he's also the God over your relationships and your issues and your past and your present he is your God he is God with you The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need, says Psalm 23. He leads me, he lets me rest in green meadows. Okay, so pause here. This is, is speaking to Paul and his companions as they're in jail, as they're starving. It speaks to us as we're weeping. It speaks to the, the psalmist as he says that he's jealous of those who are wicked. It speaks to every situation that he leads us to rest in green meadows. It even speaks to Jesus as he kept going away to, to places of solitude to pray. It, it speaks to every single one of us that he will give our soul rest. There will be that rest renaissance in our soul because we'll find security, because we're not trying to defend ourselves or we're not trying to fight. We're in a place of rest. We find ourselves delighting in the Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. We have everything we need. He lets me rest in the green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk, through the dark valley of death, I'm not gonna be afraid instead I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding instead I'm going to delight myself in the Lord and He will give me the desires of my heart. When I am afraid I will trust in Him. When I am afraid I will look to Him. When I am afraid I won't uh, cling on to my, my friend's advice I'll, I'll cling on to the Father. I'll be silent before Him. I will rest in His presence. I will seek His face while He is found. I will call out to Him and do whatever it is He shows me to do. I won't be prideful. I'll humble my before the Lord and choose again and again and I will choose today and I will choose tomorrow and I will choose no matter how hard it is I will humble myself before the Lord because I know the righteous will prosper and I know the wicked choice is like grass that withers up and it's gone tomorrow the wicked choice is like a flower that fades the wicked choice will not leave a legacy the wicked choice will not bring a good fruit it's only when I abide in him that I can bear good fruit and even if It means that my enemies are going to bother me. I will live as unto the Lord. Even if it means I will lose my life, I lay it down so I could be humble before the Lord, listening to his voice and not my own. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful stream. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me, your rod and your staff. Protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest, anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That sounds like a tea party to me. It sounds delightful that I will feast Will my enemies wait I will find a cup overflowing while my enemies look on. My enemies won't be here forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The victory at the end of this life is heaven. The victory in this life is communion with God. The victory that I find is a delightful uh, strengthening of the Lord. That as I sit before him, as I remind myself, as he reminds me that his spirit is within me. He has placed a deposit in me. He has placed assurance in me that He is in me. The Holy Spirit dwells within me and I know that my God is for me and not against me. I know that my God is with me. I am terrifically alive. I am not living in any small space. It doesn't matter what fence someone puts up right in front of my feet because God is so much bigger than that. It doesn't matter what anger someone else lashes on me because I find my delight in the Lord and not the approval or praise of any other person. As I delight in the Lord, He directs my path and He tells me how to change. He tells me how to bear good fruit. He tells me how to be patient, how to be kind, how to be long-suffering. He tells me how to bear one another's burdens. He tells me the direction uh, uh, I'm supposed to go. I am terrifically alive. I am not fenced in. I am not living in a small place. I am living in freedom because I know the Lord. When I look up the word delight, uh, in the Hebrew, it says, uh, it means to incline or to bend, to, to, to be well pleased, to have pleasure. The Lord delights in us in the same way that we delight in him. He delights in us as we live for him. We are, we are the apple of his eye. His love for us is immeasurable. His love for us is beyond human. It's supernatural. You know, when we were in... Each one of us, if we think back to what it was like when we were in first or second grade, we thought that first and second grade was the world. We thought that our teacher uh, was super important and the people that we sat next to at our little desks were very important and the people we sat next to at our lunch was very important and our our principal was near famous and our world was small. We didn't realize that Ten years out of high school, it would be hard to recall the names of our, all of our friends in our class. We didn't realize that 20 years out of grade school, it, it would even be seemingly impossible to remember the influence that many of those people had on us. We looked at the world uh, as a second grade classroom, and yet the world was so much bigger. As we sat in, in, in grade school, we weren't thinking about Africa We weren't thinking about Asia. We weren't thinking about uh, the other parts of the world. We weren't even thinking about uh, people we didn't know yet because we didn't know any better. And and the same thing happens in our adult life. We think life, is what we see. We think life is natural. But God takes us and He says, remember, my child, that the world is supernatural. There are things happening in the heavenlies. There are things happening uh, in the future that you don't yet see but I see. And God sits above time and space. He sits above history. He sits above all of it. And He says, remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are my masterpiece and I have good works prepared for you to do before the beginning of time. So trust me, and we have that choice. Will we trust him again and again? He is faithful. He is a faithful God, and He is with us if we call on His name. We find delight in Him when we call on His name. We are terrifically alive, and we're gonna we're gonna end with with Second Corinthians one more time. Second Corinthians chapter six. Uh, we're gonna read verses one all the way down to uh, thirteen. We're reading it in the New Living Translation this time. As God's partners, we beg you not to reject this marvelous message of God's great kindness. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, God is ready to help you right now. God is ready to help you right now. Today is the day of salvation. We try to live in such a way that no one will be hindered from finding the Lord by the way we act. And so no one can find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we try to show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, put in jail, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We have proved ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, our sincere love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have faithfully preached the truth. God's power has been working in us. We have righteousness as our weapon, both to attack and to defend ourselves. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are well known, but we are treated like we're unknown. We live close to death, but here we are still alive. We have been beaten within an inch of our lives. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything oh dear friends we have spoken honestly with you our hearts are open to you if there's a problem between us it's not because of lack of love on our part because but because you have withheld your love from us i am talking now as i would to my own children open your hearts to us and in the message bible it says live and wide open spaces so my hope for you, is that you would find time to delight yourself in the Lord, that you would find time to call on his name because he's close by and he will help you. Delight comes even in the midst of our deep sorrow. Delight can come and we can find rest for our souls. Second Corinthians 6 in the message version says, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection, open, up your lives, live openly and expansively. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you that whatever we're facing, we can find delight in you. We can find a moment away with you. God, when we're with you, you change our hearts, you change our course, you change everything. And God, you change it for the better and we trust you. God, I pray that we wouldn't be envious of the wicked because God, we know that they're here today but they're gonna be gone tomorrow. We know that our house is is with you in heaven, that we will live with you forever. Lord, I thank you that you make a feast for us, that you find rest in the midst of hardship. And I pray for every person listening that we would find time alone with you to find rest for our souls. God, I pray in that renaissance time, in that time of rest, that you would awaken creativity in us. You would awaken that the, the good works that you have for us to do. And Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be caught up in the tri- tribulation of this world. We wouldn't be caught up in, in those things that even Paul listed of, of, of hunger. And jail and and dishonor, we wouldn't be caught up. But God, we would be listening to your direction and your voice. That God, our lives would not be fenced in by uh, situations, but we would rise above and we would listen to your voice and your way. God, I thank you for shining a light on the path that's before us. Help us to walk in it. Help us to listen for your voice, God, and, and obey and go your way even when it's hard, even when it costs us something. Lord, I pray that we would trust that your way is the better way, that the way you're leading us is the good way. God, we trust you today. Here is our lives one more time. Here's my life one more time, God. Lead me and direct me. I thank you, God, that we can find delight in your presence. Jesus, we love you. We want to serve you. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining uh, with me this morning, and uh, you can check back some of those verses that I read, uh, our 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Psalm 23, Psalm 37. Uh, Check all those out. Reread them. Go before the Lord and chew on these these precepts, these thoughts, these things. Uh, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. Praise God for his word.